Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 15th of October 2017, entitled The Last Words of Jude, and the Bible reading is taken from Jude verses 20 to 25. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandru. I'd like to read from verse uh, 20 to the end, uh, so uh, I invite you to stand please and um, give... Uh, the honor to the reading of uh, the Word of God. Jude, uh, verse 20, to the end of this uh, only chapter of uh, Jude's epistle. The Word of God says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present your faultless, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we uh, come again before your throne, Lord, and um, we just bow before your majesty, for your power, Lord, and uh, we just ask you, Lord, to come and um, walk among us, Lord. Speak to our hearts, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, Lord, and uh, may the words I speak... Uh, your words, Lord, and uh, may the Holy Spirit do His work in our lives today. We praise Your name and we thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. May we see it. Uh, the Epistle of Jude is a small book in the Bible, and um, Jude uh, is a brother of Jesus Christ, a brother uh, according to the mother, of course. Uh, he's not. Uh, uh, God, like Jesus Christ, is just uh, a human being uh, like us. But the way he presents himself uh, here in verse 1 is remarkable. He says, uh, the servant of Jesus Christ. He could have said, I am the brother of Jesus Christ. You know who I am? The brother of who? <laughs> brother of Jesus Christ. But he's the servant. Uh, nice way, uh, humble way. A good way to introduce yourself. I am the servant of Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus needs now. Servants. Amen. A servant of Jesus Christ or a leader. You know, uh, there are some schools today that are called uh, schools uh, of leaders. Not schools of servants. Schools of leaders. And there are ads today that say looking for leaders. Christian leaders. Uh, you want to be a leader? Come and join us. Uh, I wonder if uh, these schools uh, uh, would uh, advertise, we're looking for servants, you want to be a servant, come and join us. How many uh, would come, you know? And, you know, we have Bible colleges, Baptist Bible colleges that uh, are um, screaming for students. They are dying because of a lack of students. They need, they're in a desperate need of uh, students. Uh, why? Because less and less people want to be servants. 
more and more want to be leaders, okay? And less and less want to be servants. But anyways, uh, uh, Jude is a good example for us. We can um, introduce ourselves as servants of Jesus Christ. Uh, and this is what our job is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and serve others. Okay, yes, it involves leadership and the servant like Moses was a leader. But the title of Jude was servant of Jesus Christ, even if he was a leader. And we are all leaders in a way, right? Whether you lead your family, okay, or you lead uh, some team at your place of work, or you lead something, okay? You are a leader, but if you start with this step of being the servant, then God will help you to be a good leader. Amen. Because you, then you'll be learning at the feet of Jesus. When you're a servant of Jesus, a servant uh, stays at the feet of Jesus. Amen. And he learns from there. And there are lots of things to learn at the feet of Jesus. But anyway, uh, Jude has uh, a, a small uh, letter here, a small uh, epistle, and uh, uh, he was uh, trying to uh, discuss uh, the subject of salvation, but then he uh, felt this uh, need of uh, talking about a different subject. He says... Um, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Okay, so he, he felt that urge to speak about the faith that was uh, uh, once delivered unto the saints. And here, if you... Uh, uh, taking consideration the context, it talks about the, the real doctrine, the real teaching of Jesus Christ. We all need to have the right teaching to believe what Jesus has taught us. And anyways, if we uh, get to the end of his letter, this is where I want to uh, 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 draw your attention to... Uh, the last words of Jude, I believe these are important uh, uh, thoughts, important words of him. Uh, it's like Jesus when um, he was uh, ready to go to uh, be with uh, the Father. He had some important words. The last important words, we find them in Matthew chapter 28, where it says, Go ye, therefore, go ye. Uh, that is... Uh, Leave your places and go somewhere outside in the center of uh, Birmingham uh, at Fox and Goose uh, to your place of work at the shop and tell people about Jesus, about his teaching and teach them, bring them unto salvation and then teach them whatever Jesus taught you and teach them to observe, okay? Teach them to keep, not just to have knowledge, but to apply the knowledge to their lives. And the same way uh, Jude has some important uh, words at the end of his uh, uh, epistle here. And um, uh, in verse 20 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You see, uh, we all need to build up on our most holy faith. 
That is, we need to get some more strength in our lives, in our spiritual lives. We all need to grow spiritually. When God saved us, he didn't save us uh, with the idea of us uh, staying for the rest of our life just like spiritual babies. No, he, he uh, saved us with the idea of growing and becoming mature Christians. And uh, that's what Jude says. Hey, Christians, hey, you have to grow. You have to strengthen yourselves. You have to build up your spiritual life. And all this needs to be done on your most holy faith. Okay, people go to uh, the gym to build up their muscles. We have to go somewhere to build up our faith, our spiritual life. And look where we need to go to. It says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Faith in Jesus Christ and faith in his teachings. Because what he Mentioned here in verse 3 about the faith is the same he mentions in verse 20. So we can build up our faith. We can build up our spiritual life, but only on the word of God. Not apart from it, only on the word of God. And he urges us to build up, to grow spiritually, to... Uh, Build some spiritual muscles. If you go uh, and fight in a war, you need to be prepared. And Jesus says that if somebody wants to build a tower, before he starts building that tower, he does what? He does his books, calculations. He says, okay, in order to build this tower, I need so many kilometers of concrete, so many kilometers of uh, Bricks, I need the sand, I need the cast iron maybe, I need the, you know, to pay somebody to do this, and I need some windows, and I need some uh, something to cover this, so that this is called roof, and I need a little garden I'm going to call Rob, and then I, you know, so, but I need to pay him. So everything, you know, goes to this amount. Oh, I don't have this money, so I don't want to start. Because if I do, people think this is not wise. This is not a wise man. Look, he started this building and now it's falling apart. Because he hasn't the money to finish it. Correct? And I don't know here, but in my country I saw so many buildings. They all started, you know, spring up like flowers in the spring time. And then they just stopped. And then I saw some falling like this. Boom. Uh, wow. Where all this money went to? Waste, right? It's a waste of money. So Jesus says, oh, you need to have some wisdom. Okay? Before you build a tower, you take a seat, make some calculation. If you are able to do it, do it. Before we go to war, we need to take in consideration the coast, okay? But maybe you don't want to go to work. But if you got saved, 
You're already in a war. Amen. So, you want to fight or not? The best way in the war is to fight. But if you want to fight, you have to be prepared for that fight. And the only way to be prepared is in the Word of God. You need to spend time in the Word of God. And not only that, it says here, But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you have to spend time in the Word of God, studying the Word of God, but at the same time in prayer, in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. We need to spend time in the Word of God, and we need to spend time in prayer. If we want to grow spiritually, if we want to strengthen our spiritual life, if we want to build up our spiritual lives, we need. That's what Jude said. He realized we live among wolves, like sheep among wolves. And the wolves are here just to devour a wolf. We have a story for babies in Romania, and you have it here too. It's about the red uh, scarlet. What's the scarlet? Okay, that's it. Okay, it's about the uh, the little kids and the wolf. I'm here. I'm your mom. Look, look, look. Open the door. Okay, it didn't work for the first trials, but then when he changed his voice, he was able to deceive the kids, and they opened the door, and some of them got eaten up. Right? It's my. Open the door. Many times the wolf comes to us and we think they are brothers. They call us, hey brother, and I'm, I, you are not my brother. But anyways, they call me brother. They have a different God. Are, are they my brother when they have a different God? Don't think so. There are two families, right? Family of God, we are brothers in Christ. Family of the devil. They call me brother. Uh, I'm not from that family, sorry. Okay, but these people know how to disguise themselves, how to, you know, change their voice, attitude, you know, appearance in order to deceive us. The Bible says you need to be prepared, be prepared. And the only way you can get prepared is in the Word of God, in the right doctrine, in the Bible, the Holy Spirit. And spend time praying in the Holy Spirit. Spend time being connected to the Holy Spirit. As we uh, heard earlier at the Sunday school class, uh, the Holy Spirit is like the water. Stay connected to the river of water. Psalm number 1, verse 3. And then you'll grow. And your roots will spread out. And it will sustain you. Okay? And then... Verse 21, Jude continues to say, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Keep yourselves in the love of God. When you see all these wolves, sometimes we get angry and we want to kill them. or <laughs> We want to do something that is not good, okay? The Bible says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Jesus Christ, when he was on the cross... And they were mocking him. They, they had crucified him. And they were there mocking him. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. So, you see, 
even if people come to us trying to destroy our faith, we still need to love them. Even if they are wolves, we still need to love them because they know not what they are doing. The God of these times called the devil blinded their minds. They think they have the right faith, the right doctrine, but they are blinded. And we still need to love them. If Jesus died for them, that means Jesus loves them. If Jesus loves them, we need to love them. And even if we have that urge to hate them or to, to uh, take revenge, we still need to love them. That's what Jude says. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. He had mercy on me. He forgave my sins. He can have mercy on that wolf also. I need to pray for him. I need to stay in the love. I need to continue loving those around me that have a different faith. There are some peaceful religions and others are not that peaceful. They use the sword to convert people. To. I still have to love all of them. That's what Jesus says. And remember what Isaiah said about Jesus Christ in chapter 53 that he was taken to the slaughterhouse as a sheep. Nothing came out of his mouth. He was quiet. I don't know if you ever watched a sheep at the slaughterhouse. It doesn't say anything. The, the prophet is right when he says, Jesus went to the slaughterhouse as a sheep without saying anything. You, if you want to watch, maybe on YouTube, here in this country, you cannot uh, slaughter sheep. You, you have to send it to a certain place, right? But if you would be in that place, in my country, around Easter, they start, you know, slaughtering. It's a Christian country, so, you know, Christians on uh, Easter eat lamb, okay? So they, they slaughter lambs and sheep and so forth. But if you were to watch, you'd see that the sheep doesn't say anything. It's like... Have you ever uh, watched a pig being slaughtered? When I was a child, my father used to raise pigs, okay? And he says, hey, come on, everybody, hold the leg. And I was like, hold the leg. I cannot, I'm just a little boy. Hold the leg. So the pig was doing crazy noise. Have you ever watched that? Oh, man, it's crazy to be there. Okay. It's not fun. <laughs> Somebody with a big knife like this. Cruel, right? We shouldn't be eating meat anymore. <laughs> Especially pork, okay? It's cruel. But anyways, uh, uh, when I read the Genesis 9, it says, God says there, now we can eat meat too. Not only veggies, right? So if God allowed us to eat some meat, why shouldn't? We take advantage of that and eat some meat, okay? Not too much, okay? <laughs> anyway, so God, have mercy on them. You had mercy on me. Have mercy on them. God, help me to love these people. Yeah, they are my enemies. 
but you died for them too. So keep yourselves in the love of God. Only looking, looking to Jesus, we can have mercy on people. Because looking to Jesus, we see that he had, he had already had mercy on me. And I can have mercy on others who offend me. And if some have compassion, have compassion. We need people with compassion. Compassion is um, made up of two words, calm and passion. Calm means with and passion means passion, with passion. We need people with passion for the Lord, people to love the Lord and be, be ready to sacrifice things for the Lord, sacrifice their life, their families. And Jesus says that if you love your family more than you love me, you are not worthy to be my followers. You, we need to love Jesus more than anybody. So that means sacrifice, okay? With passion, Jesus needs Christians with passion, with passion for, for his mission. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. You and me, we all were lost one day, one time, years ago, or months ago, or many years ago. He had mercy on me. He had mercy on you. We need people with compassion, okay? To feel for the people around. Hey, these people are lost. These people are on their way to hell. Jesus had compassion. Remember, Jesus was moved with compassion. When is the last time when you're moved with compassion? Like I said earlier, the Sunday school, um, it's odd because um, in some countries we, we dump food. Tons of food every morning, the rest, or not every morning, maybe, maybe every night, because the restaurants finish, you know, their time, and then they say, oh, this, all this food, what can we do? We cannot give it to our uh, employees. We must all just dump it hmm? and it to waste. And other countries have people that die of star starvation. And some people throw away food and others don't have it. Amen. This is the reality. This is the, the world we live in. Some people die of starvation. Others have too much. They need to throw it away. When is the last time you threw away some food? Maybe this morning, huh? We don't, you know, portion our food. We're like, okay, I'm going to eat all this. And then, oh, I cannot eat it. We don't even care. <laughs> we don't even blink, right? Because we have it. And we have it in abundance. Food is not cheap in this country. Let me take you to Romania. Live there, work there. You won't be able to afford food. Because before food, there are other things you need to pay. And then the rest of it is food. Here, we pay everything. We save money. If you have wisdom, you save a lot of money in this country. Amen? It's easy. I know. I come from Romania. My wife looks at me, she says, what are, what are you counting there? Says, this is some money. <laughs> I save some money. Be wise and save some money. And then don't forget to give to the Lord. Amen? 10%. And then there are others that, as I said, are dying of starvation. We can think of others. Have compassion. Be a man, be a, a lady moved with compassion. It's not only about you. 
in this life. It's all about Jesus. And then, yes, I need to take care of this body here. But it's, on, it's not only about me, amen? I have a son in America. He's uh, eating up my money. Dad, I need some money. I need this. Oh, I need to do this plan of payment. I said, hey, you are 20. How old is he? 23. You're 23. Should be. I'm working. But I cannot, you know, <laughs> keep up with the payments here. Too much. I'm helping him. I'm helping him. But one day he says, you have to pay this money back. Not all of it, of course. I'm your father. And, you know, I have some compassion. Half of it. How about half and half? Okay. Is it fair? First year, I pay. Second year, you pay. This is half and half. Okay. Compassion? Yes, my heart is with him. I'm helping him. Okay. <laughs> Say amen, because half means something, right? <laughs> I mean, I could have said uh, you pay 75 because it's your... Degree and I pay 25, right? I'm helping. <laughs> but it's your thing. I'm paying half. Okay, so I'm helping. So have some compassion. We need to have compassion. Okay? Be a man. Be a woman with compassion. For the Lord, when he will help us to make a difference in this world, will, will be different. Different than all the others around us. Amen? And then if we go on uh, to verse... Um, uh, 24, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present your faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You see, God is the only one that has the power to keep you saved. If it was according to your good deeds after salvation, because there are Christians that believe that when you get saved, all your past, is cleansed okay all your past sins are forgiven now you're saved and your future is in your hands you, you need to watch out for whatever you do uh, if you do uh, more good things than bad things then uh, you'll be saved if you do more bad things than good things then you'll lose your salvation what kind of salvation is this i think this would be like a half and half salvation like me and my son, okay? Half and half. But the salvation we find in the Bible is uh, 100% God's salvation, not half and half. Amen? He died on the cross, not me. And if we read uh, 1 John uh, chapter 1, 7 and uh, verse 9, it says there that uh, all our sins are cleansed through the blood of... All our sins are cleansed through the blood of Christ. So it's his salvation. Okay? And God has all the power to keep you and me from falling. We are in his hands. He is the one that keeps me from falling off his hands. So I'm in his hands through his power. Through my power. No, through my goodness. But by his power. He has all the power. You don't have to fear. You don't have to fear. You see, the Bible says that he is the only one that is able. He's got the capability. He's got the power, the strength to keep you from falling and to present you. Okay, he keeps me here. And then he will present me before his throne of grace and mercies into his presence. 
of His glory with exceeding joy. So we can have joy now and then. What kind of joy? Exceeding joy. That's why Christians are supposed to be the happiest people in the world, right? Because, you know, God is holding them in His hands. And nobody has uh, more power than God to, to pluck them out. It's God and Him alone that keeps you there. You are His child. He keeps you there. Nobody can take you out of His hands. You cannot, if you are not careful, fall off. Like, you know, when you go on a boat and you know the rail there, it comes a wind and then the waves. And if you don't hold on to the rails, you might fall off the boat when it goes like this, right? So this is not God's hands, okay? God's hands are different. He's holding me with all His power and nothing can shake it and capsize. No, not possible. That's why he's, he's urging us, he's uh, uh, reminding us that we are in God's hands. And because we are in God's hands and nobody can pluck us out of his hands, we cannot fall off his hands. We are there. We can have joy. Amen? We can have exceeding joy. Because one day we'll be in his presence of his glory. And the joy we have here will continue over there. And the kind of joy we find in heaven is exceeding joy. So the kind of joy we are supposed to have here is the same. Exceeding joy. And we sang the song as we come through the gates, the house of the Lord, with thanksgivings in our hearts. And then we praise the Lord. I don't know if I was the only one saying amen, praise the Lord, but at least I was one of them. Okay? We need to come to the house of the Lord prepared to praise the Lord. And show that we are a happy people. Okay? Even if we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we are still joyful. Why? Because thou art with me. I'm in your hands, Lord, and thou art with me. And then the last verse here in the epistle of Jude says, To the only wise God. And Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Forever and ever. Amen. Because of all this that God did for you and for me. And He's still doing for you and for me. Because He's still holding you. You're still there in His hands. Because of all these things. To Him be the glory. He deserves the glory. He deserves the majesty. He deserves dominion and power. Now and forever. He's got all the glory. No matter if you give him the glory or not. He's got the glory. But he wants to receive his glory from you and from me. He wants to see you and me glorifying his name. He wants that. Jude says, to him be the glory. To him. Who is this him? The only wise God and Savior. A lady uh, told me yesterday, uh, Daniel, stop 
talking about Jesus. Do you have anything to say about Jesus again? <laughs> I was trying to win this to a Muslim yesterday. And this lady says, uh, I no, 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 stop talking about Jesus. I said, why, why? I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a person. And she says, no, 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 no. As long as people uh, have uh, faith in uh, something and they do good things, it's okay. So no, it's not okay. There is only one God. And Jude says here, to this God, amen, to this God, I was in the doctor's office the other day, and the nurse, uh, she's a Christian, she calls me, Daniel, Daniel, come here, come here. I said, what's wrong? <laughs> there was a little uh, Indian young lady worshipping uh, to the statue of Ghana or Krishna or the elephant Trump. What's the name? I don't know. Ganesh. Okay. I'm like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing here? She goes, uh, she's not a Hindu, she's sick, but she says, no, no, I, this is a god, so I, I worship. I said, Take this glass and worship this glass, okay? Why? Because it's man-made. Whether you make this statue or make this glass, it's man-made. Somebody made it. Why worship to this thing? It's not going to help you. Oh, you know, you are right. This is not going to help me. How is this going to help you? What power does this statue have? Nothing. Pray to the only God. The only wise God. Our Savior. To Him be the glory. To Him be majesty, dominion and power. Now and ever. This is my duty. This is your duty. Be like the signs in the road. Go this way. This is where you find God. Shut up, they will say. Excuse me, Jesus called me to speak up, amen? To speak up for Jesus, give him glory. Whether they say, keep your mouth shut, silence, stop about, stop talking about Jesus. No, no, no. Give him glory because he deserves, he keeps you in his hand. And continue to let people know where they can find salvation in Jesus Christ, in Him alone. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord, we're getting close to the end of this service, and you know each and every one of us. You know if everybody here is saved or not. And I pray that uh, a person that is here is not saved will take a moment. And think about the only wise God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who can save them from their sin and give them eternal life. It's only Jesus, nothing else. You can be a good person. You can have faith in the wrong God, in the wrong person. That goodness doesn't help anything, only the wise God and Savior, Jesus Christ, the only one who died on the cross, Calvary. Only he can save people through his sacrifice. And I pray that this would be their day of salvation. And for the Christians that are here, Lord, I pray that we will always be 
happy and joyful about the work you're doing in our lives. You keep us, Lord, from falling off. And you will present us one day faultless before your throne of glory. We thank you for that. And we pray that you'll help us grow spiritually and be the signs we need to be here, the road signs that people will look at us, will hear us, and will be pointed to Jesus Christ. We thank you for this. Thank you for all you do. In Jesus Christ I pray. Amen. Amen.